0: Hello, everyone. My name is Ed, and with me today is Mark, and this is The 1970. Mark, thanks for taking time away from your charitable responsibilities and joining us on the show today. How are you doing?
1: Well, I mean, it was hard to, to, to get over here, but I, I made it. I was able to be here on time, ready to go. Um, I'm doing okay. It's a, a beautiful day here in New York.
0: Well, the good thing is is we have literally nothing to talk about. P, the world of PSG is always slow. We're just getting ready for next season, right?
1: this is gonna be an easy show just we'll, yeah. we'll bang it out we're just we're just doing it for the sake of it just keep ourselves fresh
0: absolutely well let's just jump right into our quick five here up first we got andrew herrera a big signing for psg uh he arrives the midfielder arrives from manchester united on a free transfer uh he's on some pretty hefty wages that he uh he wanted to make more than alexis sanchez and uh manchester united didn't want to do that and so now he's a PSG player and, From everything that I can see from his videos to the interviews, he's really excited about being in Paris. He was touring the city. He said all of the right things. So what are your thoughts on this signing for PSG?
1: PSG needed a midfielder, and they need more than one midfielder. They need like two or three. And the fact is they really kind of lucked out in getting a quality level midfielder who can start for them with a free transfer. Now they're going to have to pay him a decent amount of money, but you know what? At that point, you're fine. You're, you're not spending what probably would have been market value, which would have been around probably 30 to 40 million euros for a player like Ander Herrera, something like that would have been, I think around right. So getting him for free really is the critical part. And, from what I hear from the people that watch him every single day at Manchester United, the guy was a hard worker, solid enough midfielder, can make plays, can defend a little bit, runs around a lot. And PSG just needs to bulk up their squad. And I think we'll sort of see a pattern here developing that a lot of these signings give them a little more of the depth that they were lacking last year. And I assume they're going to keep Leandro Paredes, which I think they should. He had a tremendous Copa America. So now you have a midfield consisting of a, of Marco Verratti, um, Leandro Paredes, and Ander Herrera. And you can now add a few more bodies to that. And I think that can work. They can make that sort of what was really a weakness last year, at least maybe not a, a total strength, but at least it will hold its own. And as you said... Seems like a nice guy. Seems like he wants to go in and work. And that's more than we can say for most. Um, it, it's a good it's a good culture signing. He'll be good in the locker room. Uh, Again, yeah, he'll work hard. And PSG need people that will work hard, that will put in a 90-minute shift. And I think Andre Herrera is that guy.
0: Yeah, he's definitely going to play for the badge. Um, previously to his signing, we had uh, Rabio, He signed... Uh, on a free to juventus and so we lost rabio and we could potentially lose draxler we could potentially lose christopher and cuckoo there's been some rumors of him going to leipzig um you mentioned Paredes. we had jonathan johnson on recently and he said that psg are most definitely open to um letting him go if the right offer comes in so this signing and by the way i'm sorry for the ice cream music in the background but yeah so Paredes could uh he could he could be gone as well. So this signing was extremely important for depth in the midfield. He's not going to be asked to do a whole lot. Um, he he has good um, defensive skills. I think they're just gonna he's going to play a lot of league on games. Um, and he could maybe come in as a sub in the Champions League. But oh no!
1: Right now, no, right now he is your starter in the Champions League game. You like, think so? Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, if you're going to play with two mid, you, you have to play with at least two midfielders. Varadi going to be one of them, and he's the other one. I was you thinking at that point it would bump Paredes off to the bench.
0: Well would, And we'll get to him, but do you think Sarabia starts? Because if you look Sarabia's at their stats like really
1: Sarabia's not really a midfielder in the in the in the classical sense of what we mean by midfielder. He's an attacking he's more Di Maria than Verratti. Like Could
0: you have yeah. Could you have Varadi and Paredes sit back with Sarabia moving, going forward? Or maybe I, even well, move I, Marquinhos to well, the defense? end?
1: Well, there's, there's so much to be decided here. There's so much that we don't know about what this is going to look like. There's a chance that right now Sarabia is going to be a, a... Not a bench player, but he's going to be a uh, sort of a... a a role player of the Draxler variety where he'll start a lot of games, but he won't really start the big games. And if he starts the big games, it's because somebody's injured. Okay. But, you know, I guess we can transition to that because the other major signing was Pablo Sarabia from, um, sorry, I'm blanking here.
0: Oh, he was uh, with Sevilla.
1: Thank you. I don't know why I blanked on that. Um, He was with Sevilla and he was the, tied top assist leader in La Liga, tied with Lionel Messi with yeah. 13 assists. He had a breakout year, Was is 27 years old. And luckily, again, PSG sort of falls in their lap. They have a 18 million euro release clause that they were able to trigger and get him for, again, below market value. And I think that's really been the the thing here so far is that PSG have signed four players for essentially less than essentially less than twenty million euros because the other two came on freeze as well. So right. you're getting squad depth and maybe more than squad depth with not having to spend a lot of money. And Pablo Sarabia, he could be the Luchelso replacement. That's sort of how I mm-hmm. look at him. A classic La Liga attacking midfield player and that's why i don't look at him as a starting midfielder in that sense because he's more Di maria he's more he's gonna get forward he's gonna make runs from midfield he's gonna try to set people up and i look at him more as a a really good off the bench uh spark kind of guy maybe he's more than that we'll see Mm -hmm. But, Ed, your first impressions of Pablo Sarabia.
0: Yeah, I love the signing. You know, I would be lying if I said I knew a ton about him when they made the signing. But then when I started looking into him a little bit more and realized how many chances he created in, um, in La Liga last season. And, I mean, you just look at his stats and it's unbelievable. So I fully intend for him to continue this output in the French League. And, you know, we can have a difference of opinion in the champions league. I think if you were to move Marquinhos into that defensive midfield for a big champions league game and you had him in a midfield with Verratti and maybe Paredes, and you had, you know, Mbappe and, and Di Maria and maybe Neymar, if he's still here, I mean that attack with him feeding those kind of players. I mean, he didn't have that kind of quality in front of him at Sevilla. So you give him that kind of talent in front of him and his playmaking ability. I mean, this could be, this could be the, the signing of the season.
1: Um, Yeah, it could be. Absolutely. I I am a little concerned about the, 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 he's not a big, he's not a big dude. And that's, (laughs) you can, you can live with that. That's fine. You don't have to really be big. But in league gun, it is more physical. And I do think there's an adjustment to playing in a league where you have a lot of guys that are mainly there to just beat you up (laughs) physically in the midfield, as opposed to sort of running with you. So we'll see how he transitions. I'm very much looking forward to um, seeing this guy play.
0: It's such a change from what we've seen the past few seasons with Sarabia coming in. Um, We mentioned Herrera, just the... Under the radar, kind of really good business, not spending a lot of money. We kind of saw that with Juan Bernat last season and how he just came in under the radar. We didn't spend a ton for him. No one was expecting much, and he just blew up and and made his position his own. So um, this is different for uh, PSG fans to get used to where we're not splashing the cash as as we have in the past few seasons. So really high on uh, Sarabia. We'll have to find a Sevilla blogger to come on the show and just tell us how awesome he is, more than we already know
1: uh that'd be nice
0: um so we've got herrera we've if got I'm sarabia
1: we have Sevilla bloggers that, that, that cover the team in english i did not i didn't think that was a thing
0: i thought you spoke spanish you can just translate for us
1: oh yeah yeah sorry about that um yeah go ahead what's the, we're talking about the other signings now right
0: yeah balka balka and balker uh sounds like a, a comedy duo um but they've come in it's uh so uh, Balka it was the Chelsea goalkeeper who never really played, and Bakker was the left-back at Ajax. He's the other uh, Dutch defender that people wanted, but not nearly as highly rated as uh, De Delict. I'm glad we finally decided on how to pronounce his name. I just now figured that out. We were...
1: Now that we're not going to sign him, we finally figured out how to say his name.
0: Exactly. So... These two players, I don't expect a lot from. I feel like this was just to fill some holes into the team of players that probably Leonardo knows that are going to leave. We do need some depth at the left-back position. We don't know what's going to happen with Krizawa, but um, what are your thoughts on these two signings? Do you expect anything from them this season?
1: Yeah, well, Bulka and Bakker, the uh, buddy cop duo, that we never really knew that we needed, but now that they're there, um, you know what, I like... The idea of taking these flyers on guys. Like Marcin Bolka was a backup goalie at Chelsea. He played on a lot more on their under nineteen team, I believe. He wasn't really a a fixture in the regular rotation. And I don't really know how good this guy is. I think he, he's good from my from what I've heard, he's solid enough and he has potential, and he's only 19, 20 years old. So I I think it's a free transfer. You can always move him on if it doesn't really work and get some resale for him. I, I would say it's, it's smart. Like, the same thing with Mitchell Bakker. Mitchell Bakker has potential coming in from Ajax. He's a big dude. He can play left back. He can play a little bit of center back in his formative years. And you don't have to pay for him. And I'm going to keep going back to that theme here because it is important that PSG get some quality squad depth and not have to pay a lot for it. And quite frankly, I, we do not know if Leonardo is going to bring back the reserve team, but uh, Leonardo that uh, Henrique killed before he was uh, before he resigned slash was fired. So these two guys might just be in the everyday, not in the everyday rotation, but they're going to be on the, they're gonna be training with the first team and they you know may make some, They may make some uh, game day rosters or game day uh, team sheets, but they're not going to start or they're probably not really going to play that much yet either. So it's 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 sort of a it's sort of good depth right now, but it's still a lot of wait and see to see if those guys can develop. And that's up to the coaches.
0: I mean, you say that you know, Balka may not get a lot of playing time, but if Kevin Trapp remains with, uh, where is he? Frankfurt? If, right, if now they, he's in,
1: right now he's in Paris. Like they, they haven't, I think one of Leonardo's quotes is that he was not selling trap right now. Okay. They don't. Yeah. So we don't know what that looks like or,
0: but if a good knows. enough offer comes in, you know, you may have to sell trap and use Balka as your backup. I mean, yeah, he may see more playing time than he may he thought. May
1: well, but that, but that, we don't know that yet. We have
0: to get there. I also like these two young players because, you know, with the whole issue with the reserves being kind of liquidated and we've sold, you know, a lot of our, our youth players that we were really high on, um, you know, getting these young players back into the team just to, to fight for a position and kind of push some of these uh, first teamers. I, I like it. I think it's good for Def. I think it's good for the squad. I'm glad we got more youth into the side. So good signings didn't cost a lot and potentially a huge upside. So Good bit of business. It's the theme of this show. Um, all right, let's move on to the Leonardo interview with LeBrisian. Um, He had a lot to say, um, mostly about Neymar, but he touched on the goalkeeper position. Um, Mark, what are your thoughts on the interview? Is there anything that stood out to you? Why did he do this? Um, I know you got a few opinions on this, so fire away.
1: It's just, it's interesting that he's doing all this talking. Like, you know, I, I, I think I said on Twitter, there isn't a camera that this guy doesn't like. There isn't an interview this guy won't give. And he was relatively quiet for the first three weeks he's here. But now he's, you know, he he said a lot of stuff. Like, he talked about Kylian Mbappe. He talked about sort of setting the new t- tempo for the team and the new direction that they're going in. He talked about the you know, the the Brazilian elephant in the room. He talked about their not wanting a goalie or not needing to get a goalie. They said they were going to focus on these players, you know, getting a defensive midfielder and a center back. He talked about... Um, what was this? He, he, he just... So many things he went into. And I, in general, do not like when the sporting director thinks he's a celebrity and is all over the media talking about all the things he wants to do it just I don't like it when they I don't like it when when sporting directors or general managers do that I'm a little more forgiving when coaches do it but I don't even really like it then but Leonardo is kind of a celebrity and he's beloved by this fan base and that I think can't really go unsaid like I saw when he made these statements; these uh, the our fans, the PSG fans, were really excited about it, mm-hmm. and they like a guy that comes in and stands up for them, and they feel like Leonardo is standing up for the fans and standing up for the supporters right now.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: and that's smart. That's a smart um, position to take if you're Leonardo, the defender of the defender of the shield, or <laughs> you know all that stuff. And I kind of find that to be a little hokey and a little much, but. I understand why people take comfort in uh, Leonardo's, uh, Leonardo's way of doing things as opposed to what Antero Henrique basically did for two years, which was say nothing. Like, I, I understand that. I'd rather the guy say nothing and do the deals and be behind the scenes and not take away from the team and, you know, not try to be a celebrity. But in, I think in this instance, I kind of see why he's doing what he's doing. So I, I'd say I'm impressed so far, I think, with the way he's gone about this. Because I think in this instance, I think the team needed a bit of a defender. And I think he's filling that role quite well.
0: Yeah, that's a good word defender um when i read through the different quotes um that he gave i felt like he was speaking to the fans there was a lot of rumors a lot of speculation that preceded him with uh the previous sporting director and so i felt like this interview was a way for him to set the record straight like everyone was talking about is psg potentially going to you know try to resign rabio and give him a contract extension and he's like I reached out to his mom. They were already too far with Juventus. We dropped it. Um, Delict, you know, everyone's like, "Well, he hasn't signed yet for Juventus. Maybe PSG could come in." There, he's like, "He's not going to come here." You know, is Ariola going to be the keeper? Donnarumma going to come in? He's like, "No, Ariola is going to be the number one." He's like, he just came in. It's like, here I, I'm the boss now. Here he, he reset everything. Here's where we stand on all the questions that fans and the media have. So we can just stop with the speculation. Um, we'll talk about his Neymar quotes a little bit later, but that's how I sort of took it. I agree with you. I don't necessarily like my sporting director to be looking for the camera and speaking all the time. But in this instance where there's so much speculation, and so much rumor surrounding the club, it was good for him to come in, put his foot down and say, here's, here's where we stand right now. And then hopefully he can be quiet, do his business. And it sounds like he's making some great uh, transfers. Um, so I, I just think it was his way to set the record straight um, from his predecessor.
1: Yeah, and what I I find funny though is that the first two days of training, they've done the videos of, you know, the team coming back to work, and he's been all over both of those videos. Like he's coming into the lock, he's coming into the training room, he's dabbing up all the players. Like that's not a that's not accidental. Like Antero Henrique never ever did that. Like I don't think he ever was in the training center. I can't even imagine he was ever in the training center. This this guy is he's you know, we had him before and I, I guess maybe after all these years I forgot. <laughs> but like this guy is quite the ham. <laughs> like
0: he, If you he, had to compare him to someone in American sports, who would it be? Would it be like a Jerry Jones at the Dallas Cowboys? Who would Leonardo's you know, a similar person to to him as in American sports, who would you compare him to?
1: Um, I would say mid two thousands Mark Cuban.
0: Ooh. Yes. Okay. I like that.
1: Yeah. that I just feel like he's got that vibe to him. And he, he also has a little bit of magic Johnson in him too. Like,
0: is he going to quit on us?
1: No, but he, yeah, but he's, he's got that. He's got a, an aura and a personality. People love him. Yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, unless you're on the wrong end of it, then he can, you know, he can lay the hammer down as we saw, but cautiously optimistic i wrote that article earlier saying maybe uh maybe he's not you know the everything he's been made to be but so far i think we're going in the right direction let's talk about the new uh kit which i'm waiting to buy until i i can get just a little more you see they don't have it in the north american store yet and i have to wait a couple weeks to get it from my local kit place that i usually get it from so i'm kind of in a waiting game because I don't,
0: Do you Can you get the badges on the sleeves from your local kit store? I don't know.
1: I don't even care about that. It's $30 shipping from France. So, like, you know, I'm not doing $30 shipping. It's, ridi- it's ridiculous.
0: I did that for the Jordan hoodie, and I'm surprised my wife is still with me.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, like, that's, that's stupid, Ed. Um,
0: that was really stupid. I just thought yeah, I'm like, I have to have it.
1: So the kit has been unveiled, and I thought most people liked it yes that is after a month ago when it was being leaked where everyone lost their goddamn mind over this thing are you talking about
0: the photo of um danny Alves that looked like a hologram and everyone was like just crapping on the kid they were like this is the worst thing ever
1: yes that okay isn't it amazing though like how how insignificant that really is and how people just ended up not caring
0: and people actually liked it i even tweeted like I kind of like this kit. Am I allowed to say that? Um, we, I, I'm a big kit person. I love it. I'm wearing a, a kit right now that's like circa 2011 PSG, but um, I'm looking at the video now. I really like this kit. I don't know why people have such an issue with it. It's it's a, it's a throwback. It's a little bit more on the traditional side. Last season, I don't even know what that strip, that red strip down the middle, but we're coming up on the 50, 50th anniversary of the club. So... Maybe they're going to do it for next season. I don't know. But I just I thought I expected a little bit of an homage to like the original, you know, 1970 kit. Um, well, but
1: Nike doesn't pay all those graphic design people for nothing. So, yeah. you know, it's the, it, you're going to get what you're going to get. And I thought, again, it's like my opinion is as long as it is not an abomination, I'm OK. As long as it's not insulting and hurting my feelings, it's OK. The kit is fine. And
0: and this is going to be not even the premiere. Like the Jordan kits have yet to come out. There's been rumors of that white kit, which I think is more of a, a homage to a, a previous kit in PSG's history. I think that one's going to just fly off the shelves. The Jordan one, obviously, you're going to see Jay-Z, Beyonce, all the celebrities wearing that one. Uh, Jimmy Butler, shout out to Miami Heat's uh, Jimmy Butler. is a PSG fan. You'll probably see him wearing it. Um but this kit is just fine. I think I might pick one up. I've been thinking about getting one and putting like PSG talk on the back. What do you think about that?
1: Um, that's not a bad idea. I think we can do that.
0: I might do that. Um, but let us know on Twitter what you think of the new kit. We kind of talked about it a lot already. But if you have any hot takes on the kit, let us know. Um, But let's transition. Let's get out of our our quick five topics and kind of reset the board here a little bit. So Mark and I wanted to just share a little bit of information about this show in particular, the 1970. So what we're planning on doing, this is actually the last time you'll be able to listen to Mark and I uh, butcher our way through PSG topics. If you want to hear more of this, if you want to hear more of our Balka and Bakker hot takes, you can find us on a new Podcast. It's going to be the 1970, but it's going to be its own feed. It'll be its own channel on iTunes, on Google Play. We um, will have video, so you'll be able to see our Ugly Mugs. We'll throw that up on our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, But we just want to let everyone know this show, you will only be able to find it by subscribing to the 1970 uh, podcast in your favorite um, podcast store. Um, So. If you have any questions, let us know on Twitter. We're happy to We'll, we, you know, we'll tweet out the links uh so you can go ahead and subscribe, but Mark, you have any thoughts on the things changing around here at the 1970?
1: Well, no, it's I mean that was the original. I think that was always sort of the original plan of going about this. So, you know, it it just it gives us a little it's the same we're all on the same PSG Talk podcast network, whatever yes. you want to call it. It's all the same thing. The it's the PSG now, Talk
0: Podcast Network. Yep
1: we should we should just have it we just call it that because at this point we are a network Mm -hmm. so like we we have multiple shows um eventually we'll have more than two yeah
0: Yeah, we we can kind of preview that a little bit as well so you really are going to
1: let's save that for the end
0: okay we're gonna save that for the end all right so
1: Uh, we took care I, (laughs) i think it's you'll find us at the 1970 um and yeah you'll be able to It'll be the same quality content for mm-hmm. what it's worth. But yep. um, you'll just have to go and subscribe to a different podcast feed. No extra charge involved.
0: Yeah, we just think it avoids confusion. So hopefully we haven't confused it all already. So let's just jump, Mart. Let's just jump right into our main event here. PSG versus Neymar. This seems like it could be on UFC, whatever, 800, whatever number they're on. So we talked about those Leonardo comments. He had a lot to say. About the Brazilian, um, basically the crux of the issue is this. PSG, and according to PSG, the club and Neymar had agreed to meet at a time and a place so that they could evaluate where he is coming off of that foot injury. Obviously, he missed the Copa America that Brazil ultimately won. So they expected him to be in Paris on Monday so they could evaluate him, the rest of the team, it was available were there training um and and he didn't show up now Neymar's father because apparently Neymar can't speak on a, on a, his own behalf his father came out and said Neymar is taking care of charitable you know contribute uh he, he's he's doing charity and we looked into it a little bit apparently he is I had no idea I don't keep track of Neymar's uh charitable contributions so he apparently is in Brazil something he does every year the club has actually been involved in it but I don't know, Mark, who do you believe in this sense? Why is PSG calling him out and saying they'll take appropriate action? Apparently they're going to dock him some kind of fee that's in his contract that's like 300,000 euro or something like that. Um, But, yeah, what do you make of this mess? Is it necessary that PSG did this? What do you think?
1: Yeah, this is not about who's right and who's wrong here because this is – Bigger than I think this is this is bigger than I think this specific issue of did he show up for the training or not. I think what this comes down to is Neymar is playing Neymar games, and when Neymar plays Neymar games, it's always in this kind of vein, it's never sort of face to face, it's never confrontational, it's always this sort of shadow game that he plays through surrogates, whether that surrogate be the media or the other team or whatever. It's it's always kind of below the surface in the sort of muck and disin- in world of disinformation. This, to me, is very simple. And PSG are trying to draw this out of him. Does he want to stay or not? And it's not enough to tell the club in private that you want to leave, which is what was reported. Again, reports are what they are. You don't know, in fact, whether he wants to leave or not until he actually says it. And it's kind of a weird thing. It's it's kind of counterintuitive. But PSG have less leverage in this situation where – he doesn't say he wants to leave rather than if he just came out and said it. I think that would actually flip the situation and PSG would have sort of a leverage point here. And I, I look at what Paul Pogba did this, this summer. He, he just came out and said, look, I want a different, I want mm-hmm. he said it, not so many words, but he said, Hey, you know, it's time for me to do something different.
0: Eden Hazard. I, I believe he came out and said something about wanting to play for Chelsea or uh, for Real Madrid.
1: Yeah, like you can, to me, that is the more professional way to go about this, like because what that allows you to do is it allows for the club to have time to sort of get their their uh, their house in order, figure out what they want to do, who they want to target, who they want to acquire, how much they want to sell for. And it puts you in a better position, not a great position, but it puts you in a better position. And what the game is, and here, let me explain for those of you who haven't, who are maybe new to what we're doing. This is what Barcelona does. (laughs) They are the dirtiest club in Europe. Period. End of story. And I mean that when I say that, what I specifically mean is the people that run the club are a bunch of scumbags. That's what I mean. Bartomeu, Segura, Abadal, they're all scumbags. Just assholes of the highest order sneaky slimy snakes all of them
0: how do you really feel about
1: them they have no (laughs) integrity they have no class they are miserable human beings whose only goal is to acquire as much as they can make as much money as they can damn everybody else and damn basic etiquette What they're doing here is no different than what they did with Dembele, with Coutinho, with Malcolm, with Luis Suarez all those years farther back. They leak to the media that they control, whether it be Mundo Deportivo or sport. They control the message that comes out. They leak to specific journalists, in quotation marks, journalists that will say what they want them to say. And the idea here and what I'm thinking here is simple. It's what they always do, which is they go behind people's backs. They negotiate with the player without knowledge of the other, of the team that he plays for. They get everything in order. And then out of the blue, the player either doesn't show up to training or says he wants to leave. And, Oh, look, Look at what Barcelona has. They already have an agreement with him. That's where he wants to go. That's the easiest deal to do. So, of course, you're going to give it to us. They do with Antoine Griezmann. They were talking to him in February, which is, against the, which is against the rules. So they're doing all of this shady, illegal stuff that a lot of teams do, but Barcelona does it on just a different, intense level. That just just shoves it in your face in a way that's just really uncouth. So what PSG are doing here is really very simple. They're taking back the narrative. You have Bartomeu saying, yeah, well, Neymar wants to play for us, but PSG don't want to sell him. Well, Mm -hmm. at some point, you can only take so much of that nonsense. And PSG did exactly what they should have done. Publicly, they said, look, he didn't show up for training. He was supposed to. We're going to find him. And then Leonardo goes and says, hey, we know where he didn't say it specifically, but he said he can leave if he wants or if he you know, if he wants to leave, he can. But we're not just giving him to Barcelona because Barcelona wants him and because that's what Neymar wants. Like, screw what Neymar wants. I don't care what Neymar wants. I want what p s g wants yeah, in this case that's what I, that's what they should care about, and there's another part of this that I'll get into in a minute after I let you talk yeah. for one but it's it's just you know he he's not Neymar is not man enough to say it himself because he doesn't want to be the bad guy who forced a transfer, but in this way, it's even worse because he can't be man enough to just say it. Like, I respect him more if he just said, hey, I had two tough years here. You know, they tried. We tried to make it work. I don't think it works. I want to go back somewhere where I'm more comfortable, and hopefully they can make that happen. I would have more respect for the man than having to talk through his daddy or talk through his mommy Mm -hmm. or talk through Pina Zahavi. Like, just, you know, be a man. Like, you're 27 years old, for God's sake. He's as old as me. Like. This is not a, this is not the kid from Santos anymore who has to hide behind his parents to, you know, shield him from the excesses of fame. Like, this is a, this should be an adult man. You mean when you go to get a, when you go to get a
0: different job, you just don't send your mom or dad in to tell your employer that you're leaving to go somewhere else? You don't do that?
1: No. That's, (laughs) no, you, you, you give notice. You, you say to people, hey, I'm leaving, like, it's it's ridiculous it's babyish it's what a child would do it's yeah. like hey i don't want to be here anymore so i'm just not going to show up like what like you don't do that that's not what the real world is and for too long psg have and i think and i want to say, save this for the next part of this which they've indulged this for a reason they've indulged it but now they just don't want to indulge it anymore and quite frankly neither do i
0: yeah Agree with you 100% on the Barcelona rant. Um, well said. Um, don't they have like a youth academy that they should get all their players from that's world renowned and stop doing all this shady stuff? They um,
1: haven't had a good player in that thing in 10 years.
0: <laughs> also Antoine Griezmann 10 you years, mentioned also a come
1: out of that.
0: <laughs> Griezmann also didn't show up for training with uh, Atletico Madrid. The common thread here Barcelona. So make of that what you will. Um, and you know what
1: happens then? You know yeah. what happens? They get there, they suck because the fans have unrealistic expectations. They get sent to the bench, and then like they ruin their career. Like what happened? Whatever happened to Malcolm? Malcolm had an actual career he could have had, and Barcelona ruined him. Yeah, they ruined Philippe Coutinho. They're about to ruin Usman Dembélé because everything gets caught in that messy vortex, and nobody can compare to it. So like
0: here here's the thing that namor needs to understand he's damaged goods at this point right now i think i, I a couple of weeks ago i read something that his value has like dropped by half this is a guy who has not played in the knockout stages of the champions league he's done very little at psg on the world stage in terms of his performance on the pitch he's been a good player and he makes psg better that's why we all enjoy watching him play but he has not even remotely lived up to on the field expectations when he came here he is coming off two foot injuries that we've talked about previously that it's becoming an issue that he needs to wear special boots he needs to address that because it's going to keep happening um so he needs to realize that he is damaged goods now look I think PSG is more than willing to sell him. Um, But if you look at Leonardo's quotes, he said, a deal of this size is not about sentiment, but finances. Um, They've only had superficial discussions with uh, Barcelona. If Barcelona wants Neymar, they need to make a real offer. That's the thing. I don't think they've even made an offer to PSG. And some people on Twitter, maybe you would agree with this, is that Barcelona could be playing with Neymar right now giving him false hope like oh yeah we'll sign you and making him look absolutely foolish before pulling out the rug under him and then leaving him stranded with PSG and then we're you know the fans are mad at him the club is finding him for not showing up the, Barcelona is laughing this up I don't think that they really want him why would they want to send us Dembele or Coutinho plus you know 150 million for a player with two foot injuries that is going to keep happening if he doesn't address something. Bra- Brazil just won the Copa America without him. Um Neymar needs to realize who he is and I'm sorry for all the the Neymar stands out there that follow us. You're not going to like this, but like Neymar needs to realize he has taken a catastrophic hit to his reputation from the the flopping and the rolling around and his wages and the injuries and just the petulance he needs to realize where he is and shut his mouth and come back to the club, improve yourself on the pitch. And then if you want to leave next season, then you have a little bit more leverage. But right now he has no leverage other than the amount of money that PSG pays him. I tweeted out and caught a lot of flack for it. I said, send him to the reserves. Obviously we don't have reserves anymore, but you know, send him to the bench. If you are on a three year contract. You have issues. Just sit somewhere. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but it seems like Leonard is the type of guy that's going to tell him, like, look, we don't have a real offer for you. So you need to show up and train and be part of this team. And if you can't be a professional, you're going to sit on the bench like that's what they need to do with him, and not let him just leave for pennies on the dollar. I mean, they spent a lot of money on him and they, they've recouped it through the, the sponsorship deals. I don't think a lot of those happen without these sponsorship deals. But, you know, it, it's a sticky situation. I think Barcelona is playing this. And like I said, I, I don't think Barcelona really wants him. Do you?
1: Yeah, it's complicated. Um, you, why you why would they out. want him? You, you, yeah, I, I'll, I'll try to hit all those one at a time here. You touched on a point that I think is really important. If those sponsorship deals with the core and um, and Nike didn't come in as high as they did, I don't think we're having this conversation. I think PSG are doing everything in their power to keep him and bend over backwards for him. And I said it at the time, and I kept saying it, and people. I think are too focused on the actual on-field stuff to, to see this, but they signed Neymar mainly to get those sponsorship deals. That's why they signed him. They signed him to get those sponsorship deals so that they could get Mbappe on board as well, so that they could get the Jordan deal and the Accord deal and raise up the Nike deal. That's why they did it. You know, winning the Champions League in that case was secondary. This club financially was not in a good spot in 2017. They weren't destitute, but they really did need to make that kind of signing to give themselves a long-term sustainability through the sponsorships, and they've done that.
0: And you can argue that with those sponsorship deals, they may be upset if Namor were to leave. They were like, hey, we just paid you $80 whatever per year in Nike, but then PSG could turn around and say – We've got Mbappe, and we just saw that he went to the Nike headquarters. I think PSG could feel comfortable having made those deals. Let Neymar go and say we've got Mbappe. He is the new superstar. He doesn't have all the injuries. He doesn't roll around on the pitch. He actually and, performs and it's well. Already,
1: it's already money in the bank.
0: Yeah, they exactly. The
1: they already got the, the signatures are dry on the contracts.
0: But so, but if you're if you're you know a core or whatever. This,
1: sorry, yeah. but let me make this clear. I don't yeah. think they want to sell him. I don't think they are, you know. I don't think Leonardo's going. Hey, you know, my number one priority is to sell Neymar. I don't think they're thinking of it that way. I think they're thinking of it as, hey, we don't. We're not going to sell him, but if you come up with an offer that makes it worth our while, we'll probably sell him to you because of why wouldn't we do that? You know, why wouldn't we give ourselves a a cash infusion like that to build the t- the rest of the team? That's where I think this is, and I think with Neymar. I think he's just... I don't think he really knows what he wants. I think he... It it changes from minute to minute. It changes from hour to hour. Like, he just doesn't know what he... He's not a mature enough person emotionally to really understand what he's feeling and how he can channel that. Like, most people in his situation would go and say, hey, I've had a rough two years. But let's turn this around in year three. Let's keep fighting. He seems to be giving up and saying, Hey, I can't do this here. I'm going to go somewhere where I'm comfortable, or I want to go somewhere where I'm comfortable, and I can sort of, I guess, get my happiness back. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. or what was the old Shawn Michaels (laughs) bit? He lost his smile. I don't know if you know what I'm making. I know Shawn
0: Michaels, but I don't know that line.
1: No, okay, so it was in in, in uh, there was a, a, a thing in '97 where he had to give up a, a title, and they he 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 said the line that he was going home to find his smile because he lost it, and it was just it, it's that kind. Of, it, that's how I look at Neymar, like it's his lost his smile moment. Like he just wants to be happy, and he wants to have everyone love him, and he doesn't like being the villain. Like he just can't. He doesn't like being the villain. He doesn't like being criticized. He doesn't like being scrutinized by people. He wants to be loved, and he doesn't feel the love right now. And as long
0: as he's at PSG, he is not going to be loved. I mean, just go on Twitter, any Champions League game or whatever. Like, yeah. no one likes yeah, him. And
1: if he came back, just and this is the thing he has to understand, it doesn't matter. If he goes back, and he'll take some booing at the start, he'll score some goals, they'll turn back to liking him again, and if he can get PSG deep into the Champions League, the fans will be fine with him.
0: I'd love a, a badge kiss if he, you know, comes back scores no, a big goal. I, I
1: hate the badge. I hate <laughs> the badge kiss. I think it's the most creepy kind of thing. It's I like, want it though. I need it. You know what? Ted? I... You wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning and you eat your, uh, you eat your, your Lucky Charms. Do you kiss yep. the Lucky Charms box?
0: Uh, only the rainbow marshmallows.
1: Yes, that. But you, you know, you go to you go to work every day, and the corporation's logo is out there, and you run up to it and you kiss it every day. It's the same thing. You're kiss. You're you're showing affection for a corporation. Yeah. But you know, I, I'd like to see him back because, quite frankly, the last two years when he was healthy, he's our best player. I want to have our best player playing well. That's what we all want. We want the guy to go yeah. out there and be, you know, a great PSG player. But if he's going to keep playing these baby games and not, like, show some, you know, god darn accountability for himself, like, we're not going to, we're not going to sit here and lament it. We're going to move on. And I think that's what Neymar has to understand. I think he underestimated that this fan base is not going to bow at his feet. Like, this is just not how France works. And no. I think he kind of thought he was going to come here and everyone was going to love him and it was going to be great. And it hasn't been. And that's OK, because sometimes things don't turn out the way you think they are going to turn out in life. But you persevere through it and you don't act like a baby and leak things to the media and make it all about yourself and just and I like the guy. I've been yeah. his biggest defender. You know this. Yeah, like I'm always defended the guy. And you know what? It is one of those things where it's good when you're on the good end of it, and it's bad when you're on the other end of it. I get that, yeah. but I don't even get the sense that Barcelona fans really want him back.
0: Like no. I don't think
1: they're dying to have him. No. And right now, I don't think PSG fans are really dying to have him either.
0: I so- gotta admit, I'm turning on him a little bit just with you know. I, I just feel like PSG pays your wages. I understand you you know, charity, and I'm glad you do that, but. The, other, the guys are back in training. You have an injury. They you agreed, apparently, according to PSG. You need to be there. You need to be there. That's your primary focus should be with the club. If they expect you, you need to be there. It's just yeah, point blank.
1: But and you know what? PSG, because they needed him and because they needed that sponsorship money, they kind of pimped themselves out a little bit. A little bit. They 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 gave him a lot of what he wanted. And you know what? It didn't like it didn't help. I think he gave him a sense that he could just do whatever he wants, and PSG are changing that now.
0: It's and kind of like it's kind of like with Toronto with Kawhi Leonard. They let him take games off during the season, and he really liked that. But the difference is Kawhi delivered a championship, whereas Neymar hasn't been on the pitch for the most important games. That's why Kawhi is respected, and Neymar is sort of mocked. You know, he he gets all of the publicity of a Messi and a Ronaldo, but delivers less than half of what they do but, on the pitch.
1: But again, I I do want to stress that. He's been their best player the last two years. Like, it's not even really a question. He has been their best player.
0: So more than Mbappe? Like he's,
1: no. He's, yeah, of course he's been better than Mbappe. Mbappe has had really great moments. and He's the second best. But when Neymar's on the field, they play better. They win more games. <laughs> like, you saw... Do anybody remember April and May? I know it seems like a long time ago but when they, like, lost, like, five games in a row. And they yeah. were terrible. That was, a lot of that was because Neymar wasn't there. So, like, I, I'm not going to go out here and say, oh, we're just going to be great without him unless we, like, are able to, you know, really plug the holes. But at we, some uh, point, it's just, it's fatigue. You just yeah. get tired of talking about him. And we've talked about him for 20 minutes. Yeah, And I'm, like, tired of talking about the guy. It's like, well, we, every we, day, it's, like it's every day it's something.
0: It, it really is every day, and I just wanted to mention Chupamotang's on the other line. He wants to have a discussion about Neymar being the best player the last two seasons because he, he thinks he is, but uh, he at least had the best myth of all time. Um, one thing I wanted to— Oh, really yeah, quick, you
1: couldn't even sell that one. <laughs>
0: one try, thing I wanted to— uh sell that one. I wanted to bring up, though, just real quick. There was that report with Frankie de Jong where Barcelona said that they showed— or someone said that Frankie de Jong saw some WhatsApp— uh, text messages from Neymar talking about how he hates the weather in Paris and how he wants to return home and stuff. i am actually started like some of those stories where I was like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm actually starting to believe that stuff now, that that actually happened. We, we've we seen Neymar's you know, with the whole allegations or whatever, you know, he's on WhatsApp. I fully believe that he was texting people, former players, talking about how much he hates it in Paris and wants to return home and they showed that to Frank De Jong. That's something Barcelona would do and I think Neymar did and I'm, I'm believing those stories now.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think I think Barcelona is trying to pull his pants down. You know, I, I really do. I think they're they are trying to. They've they've pulled his pants down pretty badly here. Like they've leaked stuff where he's had to like cut his wages by half and then give a public apology.
0: Oh, that was my favorite.
1: Does he have any like hum- If he did that, can you like imagine like just th- to have that little self respect for yourself? To like apologize publicly for making a business decision and getting yourself paid, and then giving away half, uh, giving away essentially twenty million euros because you don't like the weather or the French referees are too mean to you or something. Yeah. I don't, like it's it's like going. But this is but but I, I know we're going long here, but yeah, Ned, this is what is so childish about this. <laughs> it's like all the things we're hearing. It's like. He doesn't like the what, doesn't like the weather. He doesn't like that he gets, you know, I don't like that he gets fouled too hard, but that's life.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, <clears throat> it's just, it is, it's ridiculous that we're having these five-year-old or, you know, middle, I work in a middle school. Like, there are, I know middle schoolers that are more direct and forthright and forthcoming than this person is. Like, they'll tell you what they're thinking. They're not going behind your back going like, Or going behind their own backs, going, like, you hear about this, you hear about that? Like, it's ridiculous. It's it's childish. I keep saying that, but it just, I don't want the best player on my team to be this much of a man-baby, where it's like everything has to either be through his daddy or through the media. And what's the biggest
0: issue we always say with PSG in the Champions League when it matters is that they don't have the mentality. They can't stand up to a challenge. Is if if what you're saying is true and he's a baby and he's childish and he No, but know. he's
1: not a baby on the field. The thing is he's not a for the most part he's a professional on the field in the training ground. Like I don't think he's not I don't think he's unprofessional when he's there. I just feel like the whole setup around him is built in there to insulate him and protect him rather than hold him accountable. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yeah. He's, I think if you got him in a room and you got all the other pieces away from him, I think you could come to some sort of understanding whether he still wants to leave or not, but at least you would have a, a, a you like know where you stood. It's like, you got to go through Zahavi, then you got to go through his dad, then his nine hanger-on hang <laughs> people, you know, the people he plays poker with every night. Like, this is this is the kind of stuff you deal with, and I guess we should have seen this coming. Yeah. We should have known better. But in the end, you just have to you just have to say, look, and this is what I'm going to end with here, because we've yeah. been talking about this, and I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> the, thing, the thing of it is, all PSG want is a straight answer publicly. That's what they're trying to draw out of him. They're trying to either get him into camp or just have him say it. Because yeah. if he says it, then we can all move on and we can get we can move on with our lives as opposed to this sort of Neymar show of will he won't he? What is he mm-hmm. doing now? What where, what plane is he on? Where is he? Where, where in the world is Neymar Jr.? Yeah, I, I don't want that. You don't want that anymore. They're tired of it. Just They're be straightforward. and Give us an answer.
0: And I'll leave it on this. If he goes back to Barcelona, that would be like going back to a boyfriend or a girlfriend who constantly cheated on you previously. And you just go back to them. I mean, that, that would just be wrong. I mean, you said all those things. You want to get out of Messi's shadow. But now you're going back into the shadow. You can't do it on your own. That's Bush League. And I'll just say, you know, Barcelona, if you want him, you can have him. Make an offer. Make a strong offer. And he's yours. Leonardo has no problem selling him to him, to you. Just make an offer. That's it. And we can be done with all of this. So, If they
1: they gave me, uh, and I haven't said this publicly, but I'll say it now. The offer to me would be, if you give us 175 Mm -hmm. Dembele and Umtiti, I would say yes.
0: So you don't want any parts of Coutinho?
1: I don't want any part of Coutinho at all. Dembele is the better player. If we're giving away, uh, here's the thing, if we're giving away our best player, I don't want to take back the guy that you don't want. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you're selling him to us, it means that you don't really want him, and that's the whole point. It's you give you give away what you want. You give away the in the, the dumbass uh, president of Barcelona going Dembele is better than Neymar. Oh really? <laughs> so if you really want Neymar so badly, are you willing to give up Usman Dembele for him? Call a bluff.
0: I and, and if how are you going to have both of those players on the same team when you publicly have said that Dembele is better? If you don't want to yeah. get rid of him, you know, I think he's got to be part of the deal. And I'd be flexible on the amount of money. If 175, I would go down to 150. I'd go as low as 125 for those two players, but that's about as low as I would go.
1: No, yeah, it, it's I, that simple. I, I, I I, no, you got to stay a little high. You want to get 175 because then you want to be able to get two quality top-level players with that money.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You don't and there's want some to players. One, you
1: want to get two quality level.
0: And I, I, yeah, and we could fill some holes, build the spine of the team, get that defensive midfielder that uh, Guillaume has been going on about for three years. So, a lot of good stuff can come from the sale of Neymar. So, stay tuned. Subscribe to all of our podcasts. We'll we'll talk more about Neymar. I, I have a feeling. Uh, I hope Mart- not. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and get out of here. Mark, do you have a goober of the week? And for those who don't know, the goober of the week is someone who may or may not be a reporter or journalist on Twitter that just spouts nonsense that we like to just call out. It's all in good fun. So, Mark, do you have a goober of the week?
1: All right. So I'm going to be tread lightly here. I think the goober of the week for me is the people that reacted to this video that was shot. I believe it was on July 4th of a random person walking into the PSG offices that some kid took with his camera (laughs) behind a bush. Now, personally, I'm not going to yell at the kid too much because it's like, hey, he thinks he has a scoop, whatever. But it's just everyone's reaction to it. Like, he even got, like, Jonathan Johnson, who's 99 times out of 100, like, sees through that kind of stuff. Like, even he was retweeting it. Like, to me, the whole the whole psg twitter community deserves it this week because i think we all sort of fell for it like this was like a big deal like maybe it was nicolo barella maybe it was this guy maybe it was that guy we didn't really know who it was people were like trying to get clues like it was some sort of you know you know like it was yeah, like some game of clue or it's like hey you know he's wearing this watch that's a really expensive watch. It couldn't just be an academy player. Academy players don't make yeah. that much money. And he had oh, like look at the shoes, look it, at the sneakers he's wearing. Yeah, he the shoes. <laughs> I it, it, it's just that's to me where this the 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 football culture just goes way too out of proportion.
0: What's amazing is that the NBA free agency almost matched the level. Like this is something we deal with every off season, but the NBA is finally catching up to it. This like hysteria of where people are going to go. And is that so-and-so are they getting off a plane? Um So I'm glad the rest of the American fans of the NBA can kind of get a taste of what we deal with every transfer window.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, um, yeah, and you know what? Let's throw in Chris Broussard and Jalen uh, <laughs> Rose, and let's throw them in as goobers of the week as well, because apparently Chris Carter is an NBA analyst now.
0: Yeah, and he's a PSG expert as well. We actually have him on a podcast coming up.
1: Yeah, um, same with Broussard. Um, apparently, apparently, uh, Real Madrid are going to sign Kylian Mbappe to some sort of record deal.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet Broussard and say any what do your sources say about Neymar and I want to see if I get a response out of him.
1: Yeah, um, I heard that.
0: So the, the, those are our goobers of the week, uh, Mark. Let's he'll, go ahead and get out say of he's
1: here. Going to Tottenham.
0: Yeah, God, don't get me started on Tottenham with that.
1: He's gonna go to Spurs.
0: Like that signing that they, Ndombele, like sixty million, ridiculous. Like we would have to pay ninety. Leon would never sell them to us. I'm so salty about that. Yeah,
1: that's what
0: it is. It is what it is. All right, let's get out of here. So right. thank you all for listening. This was the 1970. Again, we mentioned it earlier. This show is going to be moving to its own podcast uh, stream. So make sure you just stay tuned to PSG Talk on Twitter, on a and Facebook.
1: It's not, and it's not going to usually be this long.
0: No, we're going to try to keep it short. We just had a lot to talk about this episode. We're going to move it along quicker, but just stay tuned to all of our social media channels. We'll make sure you have the link to subscribe to this show. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, Guillaume is doing some amazing things on our YouTube channel, so definitely stay tuned there. Um, Mark, do you have anything before we get out of here?
1: Good night, Canada.
0: All right. See See you.